0: Hello, everybody. This is Will. After a little bit of a hiatus here, I've decided to get back into the Will Go Further podcast. So, welcome back. And if this is your first time listening, you're about to experience something so cold. So, Little Kanye reference there for those who don't know. (laughs) All right. Well, right now it is June 25th, 2020. And we are in the middle of a pandemic, as most people know. And it has changed things significantly. And a lot of people are looking at the bad of the disease and rightfully so Um, people have lost lives um, and loved ones and have gone to the hospital and been sick and are permanently damaged um, from the disease and my prayers and thoughts go out to them and but I don't want to focus on the disease itself I want to talk about how it is accelerating the path that we have been on and pushing us into the future of business and education and how it's changing things and how things are going to be different. And people are calling it the new normal, but really it's just where we were already going and it's getting us there in a different in a different time period than we were expecting. So, <clears throat> you know, when the disease started spreading, we started having the lockdowns, and we were seeing it in Europe and Asia, and then they came here. And one of the things that people didn't want to deal with during a lockdown was um, employees not being able to work. Because when you don't have employees, your business screeches to a halt, Um, especially for places like restaurants and that require people to be working hands-on in warehouses and factories. Um, But even banks and trading and offices, insurance companies, they didn't want to have the lockdowns um, either because their workers were not going to be able to be in the office. There was even someone from Bank of America when the lockdowns were first beginning telling people that he wanted them to still come into the office and work because they needed them. Um, rightfully so Bank of America quickly clarified that People didn't have to come into the office if they felt unsafe um, or sick or anything in that matter and ended up having a full policy where most people were able to not come into the office. But some of the biggest issues with the, the concept was losing productivity because if you don't have workers, you can't produce anything. So there's no customer service, there's nothing getting developed and so on. And people in big businesses like Citibank were scared of what was going to happen. So we had a stock market crash because we didn't know what was going to happen when everybody was sent home. But what people didn't count on is how good of workers people are from home. And so in March, at the bottom of the stock market crash, everybody became familiar with a platform called Zoom. Zoom, as almost everybody knows now, allowed people to have meetings from home. They could work from home see people on the other end of the video and have their have their meetings and produce from home and interact with their managers their coworkers and everything on video and real time and um be productive in videos and by April um CEOs were realizing that even with 80 percent of their employees not in the office and sometimes even more they were getting the same amount of production out of the workforce so that means a place like Citibank and I think they said they had um, 10,000 employees and they were all or 14,000 employees and more than 10,000 of them were working from home And the CEO said he could not tell the difference between the time when somebody was working from home and when they were in the office, except for the empty offices. The production was the same, and he said in some cases, even better. And so Zoom, this company that outside of some places like for me as a teacher, I have known of the platform because we used it at Arkansas State University, People hadn't heard of it, which now they have because the stock has gone up 200% this year, um, which is a whole nother story. But this platform Zoom came in and let people pick up exactly where they were like they were in the office. And so this started going on and people realized that, hey, this isn't as bad as it was. Uh, or as we thought it was going to be, and the stock market started ticking up. Now, there are other things with the stock market, like the Federal Reserve pumped a lot of money into it, and um, so there are other issues with that, but um, investors and other people in business started realizing that it wasn't going to be as bad in a lot of sectors because of technology allowing people to still be productive. And this isn't something new, though. Zoom has been a company for many years. And educators have been using it, um, at least as far as I know, for over six years um, in universities. And so it's a platform that has been building its base up. And so, like I was saying at the beginning, it has been accelerated by the virus, this use of the technology, which on a side note, I don't know how Skype was not the one we went to. They missed the golden opportunity. How did they not see things like this coming and be ready? Skype had the biggest lead ever and just blew it because skype should have been the one that we all knew and should have had things like this ready but end of that so so what is what does this mean now going forward this has put the timetable for moving to a more virtual workspace um put the timetable sooner than people had been expecting some futurists had been talking about doing a lot of this after 5g um, the fifth generation of cell phone data which is going to speed up um, internet um, speeds so fast that almost everything will be able to be done remotely but they thought these kind of things would happen after that maybe in the next after five six years from now So, but now we already see that we can do it with our current technology, our current devices, our current internet speeds. And so it's starting to change the way we think about work and how it's done and where it's done. And so now we're looking at the office different. Where is the office? Is the office a specific space with the name of the company on it? Or is it anywhere that there's an internet connection and everybody can get online and talk to each other? So now companies can start looking at how they approach office. And this can start becoming a monetary advantage. Because there are many companies in places such as Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, where they pay high rents to have offices, um, office space, and in areas with a lot of people because they required workers to come to the office. So now, if the office is virtual, they can begin cutting their square foot Um, foot under square foot footprint, as you you would say, off of their um, bill that they pay monthly. And so now if you have a a big company and you realize that instead of having 10,000 employees coming in and working in an office in New York City, that you can have 2,000 employees coming into an office and eight thousand of them working from anywhere else in the world you're going to be able to cut your cost dramatically and so this is going to change how we look at office work and i think that we're going to look at office work in in just a whole new way and we're also going to have to re-examine hours and pay because many people get paid by the hour or they get a yearly salary and have to work so many hours per week and now with the ability to work from anywhere We could start examining more, you get a salary and you complete the task that you're assigned, and that's what we start doing and basing it on you have your task more than being clock in nine until five. And we might have to start re-examining the whole hourly aspect of work and be more about the output of the workers as As we've been seeing now, the output is going up as people are more comfortable in their surroundings and able to work when they want to, take their breaks, get up, do the things that they need to to adjust and not being stuck in the office. And so one of the things that are going to change for business, in my opinion, is how we look at hours versus pay this might change dramatically for office and the type of work that doesn't need people to be on location so that's one of the things Um, and office space office space might be able to get dramatically reduced for large companies once they start Being able to bring people in from anywhere in the world and let them work remotely, there will be no reason to have 10,000 people on location anymore. And even if they need some people coming in on location, they might start rotating their employees on what days they come in. Maybe some employees only have to come in Tuesday, Thursday, and some other ones come in Monday, Wednesday if they actually have to be in the office on certain days for meetings or to get some hands-on training and things of that sort. So no longer will you have to have everybody in the office at the same time. Not only is that good for office space, it's also good for what they're calling social distancing to keep people away from each other. So you can have rotations of schedules of when people actually have to come into the office instead of being at the office Monday through Friday 9 to 5. Which again is looking at the way we approach hours and work and so work might become more task based based in in this new future that's getting pushed upon us faster and the the other downfall to this though is that we don't get to mingle with people and walk around and get to know your coworkers like we have been in the past. And we don't get to build the camaraderie and the the atmosphere of friendliness that um, can help build a business and take it to the next level if we're all working remotely. And that also um, by removing these relationships also kind of removes the ability to suck up to your boss and to the managers And so employees might start worrying about their chances for advancement because you don't get to have the run-ins, the accidental meetings or the coffee or do something with your direct manager or your boss um, when you're in a remote place and you have to schedule a Zoom meeting and get online to, to speak with that person. So, without the office space, you're going to lose the mingling, the relationships, and the chance to suck up to your manager and boss to put some type of good um, ideas about yourself and some good vibes about yourself into the people around you in order for you to become um, or to get advances in the company. And how does that work now? will we start looking more towards merit-based advancement instead of more of the relationships where it's more fair? Like the person A, B, or C completed their task in these types of time, so they deserve to have the advancements. Um, If you base it on that, though, maybe you lose the aspect of who is better at managing people and having people skills. And so we start having a little bit of drawback from not being in the office when it comes to getting to know people on more personal levels because you don't get the mingling time of being together. So that's one of the drawbacks of the... The new future that we're, we've been heading towards, but that're we've been accelerated by the the COVID 19 outbreak um, but it's not just affecting office space it's it's affecting education on a large scale. Uh, not only the kindergarten through twelfth grade education, but higher education. In the United States, as a lot of you know, higher education is very expensive, especially for international students. I've taught international students since 2014, and so I've been around them a lot, and they pay double tuition of what American students pay. Many of them pay that just to learn English before they go to their degrees, and so tuition... is really high for these students. And being in the classroom with the teacher, asking questions, being able to interact and learn is very important. And with the COVID, they've been having to go to Zoom classrooms, which loses a lot of the hands-on visual aspect of being in the class with your classmates with the small talk. That happens. And so you're losing this aspect. But school has already been on the online trajectory um, before COVID. And now it's getting pushed more in that direction. But what about tuition? Students are paying a high tuition to be at these schools. They're paying to be in class to make relationships to get to know people and they're being told they need to be online just today the University of Michigan was voting on a 1.9 percent tuition increase in the middle of this pandemic when students have been forced to be online without getting to know their teachers their professors building those relationships that many expect to use to get to the next level. And they're not able to, to do that because they're online with none of the mingling, sucking up relationships like not being in the office. So our students going to want to pay high tuitions to go to big name colleges? Uh, who who wants to pay $100,000 a year to have the online class that's not going to get you anything extra without building the relationships outside of that and so that's a question that we're going to have to start tackling when it comes to higher education right now because this this was already the path school was moving on with online classes um like I said, I worked at Arkansas State University, they have a separate online program and it's a lot cheaper than their on-campus program. So why would I want to pay the on-campus rate to do online schooling when there are other schools that have online degrees at fractions? I think it's one-third of the normal degree price. So this is... Something schools are going to have to start weighing because as as a former student and as a teacher, the online classes are nowhere close to the same as being in the class. There are just aspects that don't happen where when you're in a class, sometimes questions can start taking you down other paths and you can change and adjust. When you're in an online class, it's set in stone most of the time and how it goes. And so it becomes a very different learning environment. And so education is going to start changing. And I'm afraid it's going to become more rigid. And that's going to be very bad for language learning. And that's something we're going to have to really look at. Especially, like I said, for the bigger name universities, where part of the tuition is knowing that you're going to become friends with people in a circle and get to know your advisors, the deans, the teachers who can help you possibly land a job in the future. And so education is changing um, At a faster rate because of this disease and this is something we're going to have to look at in terms of tuition and how to handle the online experience um, when it comes to the teaching something else i was thinking about on sunday i went to denny's and got lunch with my wife and as we were there the restaurant was really full many people taking out food but a lot of people wanting to sit down. But the restaurant had to block off 50% of their tables. By doing this, they couldn't have enough customers. But they still had, I think, four people on the wait staff. And I'm not sure about Denny's, but I know a lot of restaurants have pay somewhere between $275 and $350 per hour for wait staff. And I was thinking about with the new restaurant rules, if you can only have 50% occupancy in restaurants, that means the waitstaff is also taking a big hit when it comes to tips. And so in the United States, the waitstaff rely on tips for their wages. And so when you're being called back from an unemployment, they have to go back to work, And now you're making, let's just say $3 an hour, and your tips are cut in half because you cannot fill your section, that's going to be very hard survival for anybody working as waitstaff. And it got me thinking that the United States is probably going to have to remove the minimum wage law for waitstaff. There's no way we're going to be able to justify paying wait staff only $3 an hour when we can only have restaurants at lower capacity, 50% capacity. And so we are probably, as Americans, are probably going to have to start to price in having wait staff on a high salary without tipping and have that in the food prices already priced in and that's something we're going to have to look at when restaurants are really up and running because as as you look at the the way the staffing was it's not it's not feasible to think wait staff can work on if if they can even get six or seven people per hour you know at Denny's, that's not a high um high bill place, and so six or seven people with small orders are giving two three dollar tips sometimes it doesn't add up for a lot of these a lot of these guys and so it just might be something we have to look at like I don't even think our our waitress could get three people in the hour we were there because it took time to cook the food and everything so i don't know how much money she actually made in the hour that we were there so but it's something we're going to have to look at and re-examine is the way restaurant waitstaff is paid in the united states especially when we get back to the new way businesses are headed especially if restaurants are going to have to be at lower capacity now Something else I noticed is that places like Target and Walmart, I think they missed a huge opportunity when this um, outbreak first started. Uh, If you remember, we had shortages on toilet paper, paper towel, cleaner, Kleenex, hand sanitizer, and we couldn't get these... Um, specific types of supplies even now there's still things like noodles and meat and other things where you just can't get the supplies you're wanting to get and I was thinking like you know if if these big box retailers had thought ahead they should have started selling Flat rate boxes may be set up for different sized families where like for me, it's just my wife and I, um, it's just me and my wife, I should say. Um, and we don't need as much as a family of six. So if I could go onto the target app and order a box for a family of two and maybe they have a food box maybe there's a cleaning box maybe there's a bathroom box but just order a box that they just put products in brand names don't worry or don't matter we don't worry about them they fill the box you go and pick up your boxes that you need without having to go into the store and they get to control how many of the items are going out and so you can order on the app you can get the box so if i order a week of food for a family of two maybe i'm a vegetarian they don't put meat in it or different sorts like that and maybe they fill it up put a recipe card in and we get different things just just some things like that where the workers there are filling the boxes we don't have to go inside and that could have straightened out a lot of the problems that we had at the beginning with overcrowding in stores where we had the run on certain items where we and things running out and nobody able to get the products they needed and so i think it's something they need to looking at as we're having flare-ups in places like Houston Orlando and Tampa and even LA to where these companies should start having these boxes available where nobody has to go into the store they can order the box pick it up and just leave and it gives the workers the job of filling the boxes and they can do it as they go and then people don't have to go into the store, bother with masks, all the all of the things that are annoying people at the moment. And so I think there was a big opportunity missed, but it's something they could get into coming up. And this is all stores. I just use Target and Walmart as an as an example because they have everything. But it's just something you could do. Even Amazon Order online just the box and have it delivered with everything you need for one week. And that way supplies are controlled and you get what you need. And without having to put on the mask, go inside the store, deal with people, arrows on the floor, all of the things people are complaining about right now. You could just cut it out and you're not putting the workers at risk by having to deal with people the cashiers can fill boxes, everybody can just fill boxes and put them in carts, take them out and put them in trunks, and that'll be it. And so I think that's something Target and Walmart should be looking at because I think it's something they missed out on. So um if if I'm any any of these any any a boss in any area, teaching or a business owner or anything. I would be focusing on my research and development for the next two years of what's going to be next because 5G internet and artificial intelligence with the deep learning is going to change everything. And when you put the cloud computing that's available, um, you're going to be able to adjust to this new business model and having your people working from home. But we know there are problems about mingling and the relationships and everything. So I would start focusing my research and development um, on how do we eliminate these things and how do we make the working and learning from home more um, people-friendly and relationship-friendly. Because to me, relationships are the important part of what keeps a business or a company or even a school running because once the relationships start going sour, the whole place kind of breaks apart and you start feeling the the negativity if relationships go bad or you feel the positivity when the relationships are strong. And so I would be focusing my research and development on how to keep relationships strong even if you're working from remote locations anywhere in the world and how to think about not just merit-based promotions but the personal aspects so you need to have this in your research and development because to me relationships are key to everything and you want to have respectful good strong relationships throughout your organization um, so that's all for this podcast on the reboot of will Go Further. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If we remember that we are all on the same team, we will go further.